Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Electric acid. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Claudia Monicelli with another episode of my podcast, Let's Talk Soul. Today I'm with a guest. Her name is Clementine Moss. Clementine, will you say hello to our audience? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Clementine's talking to us from California today, and she's quite a character. Let me see if I can put into words a decent introduction for her without... Um, cutting out anything. All right, so Clementine Moss is an author, a rock and roll drummer, and a spiritual counselor. Um, how can I put it? Um, you know, it, it's the devil in the bluegrass or something, you know, it, it comes to mind. Um, she's the founder and drummer of the Led Zeppelin powerhouse Zepparella, with a busy solo career as a singer and songwriter. Her book, that's entitled From Bonham to Buddha and Back, The Slow Enlightenment of the Hard Rock Drummer, uses her music career as metaphor for contemplative practice. Clementine's a spiritual counselor and a non-denominational minister at the foundation of the sacred stream, using the modalities of depth hypnosis, applied shamanism, energy medicine, and sound healing techniques, Clem has an active healing practice. She's certified in contemplative psychotherapy and conflict resolution. A Vipassana meditator. Did I get that right? Did I pronounce that right? Uh, well, as I don't know for sure. Is it Vipassana? Vipassana. Vipassana. Okay. Vipassana meditator. For over 30 years, her study and personal practice spans many traditions. Now, um, there's this shaman word emerging in all this. And I asked myself, um, because as my audience knows, I usually put out a pre-questionnaire um, form to potential uh, guests. And I asked them, list five topics that you would be comfortable talking about. And of all of the fine five concepts she wrote, five topics, she didn't mention the S word, shaman or shamanism. So I'm going to ask you, uh, should we keep that on the chef shelf, Clem? Or do you want to come out with that right away? You're coming we out of the closet We can come out with here. that right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I... Um, yeah, shamanism is a real big word these days. Well, it does uh, get, you know, it has it. 
-hmm. both positive and negative connotations, shamanism. So let's do both if you can talk about both. I will. So um, as I was taught by um, Dr. Issa Gucciardi in Berkeley, California, who um, that's Mm -hmm. her um, foundation, the foundation of the sacred stream, where she teaches her modality of depth hypnosis, which is a a counseling modality that combines um, Buddhism, Western psychology and shamanic method. Right. Uh Right. And then also traditional shamanism and um and uh and what we call applied shamanism which is a a way of working with the traditional methods in a counseling model ah now we're getting Mm -hmm. to the good stuff okay Yeah. yeah so now shamanism in a nutshell this is my if somebody doesn't know anything about shamanism yeah a shaman is uh, you know, 95% of humanity has a shamanic background. It is okay. earth-based wisdom. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, so a shaman is someone who translates the messages they receive from the natural world, okay. seen and unseen, yeah. to the tribe, right? Okay, the, the tribe group. in this case would be, are you speaking of people, followers? How would you define that tribe? I would say community. The community. Uh, those- so a shaman would be somebody in a traditional setting who is a part of the community who has um, an ability yeah. to translate the messages of nature to yeah. for the benefit of okay. individuals and the group. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just um, just a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, just telling Clem while we we're talking. There's a severe winds outside, and it seems like everything's falling. I was worried there for a moment. Anyway, so we were speaking talking, of nature. Speaking of nature, and uh, since you mentioned uh, teaching to the community, to the tribe, now uh, not strict followers of the shaman, but people at large, like a clergyman or woman to their community who comes and mm-hmm. flocks. Is that? that right yeah it's our original spirituality right um humanity's original spirituality and um you know for a very long time um you know women were included in that uh that spiritual leadership um and for um for tens of thousands of years the drummer you right because the you know a shaman accesses the information of the natural world through um, many different um, ways, depending on the culture, you know, some use plant medicine, right. some use, um, you know, go off into the, you know, the forest mm-hmm. um, for long periods of time, some use meditation, mm-hmm. but um, the drum, using the drum as a right. way to carry us into um, a kind of an altered state. Yeah. Um, is used in very many cultures and for many many tens of thousands of years it was the women who were drumming yeah it was the women who were interesting that you bring this up because i was uh, talking the other day it might have been in an interview um like the drum and the vibration of the sound the same holds true to for the voice and incantations mm-hmm. and chanting. Mm-hmm. The idea, especially of the vocal cords vibrating, is um, 
it really helps the soul reach a higher vibrational rate. Um, and this is the, yeah. the idea is the same. Now, how did you get into this? What's a nice like, girl like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> well, you know, I started, um, I started my life as a, um, you know, a spiritual seeker, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. found Vipassana meditation, which is insight meditation. Uh-huh. And In insight, um, can you explain that a bit more? Insight meditation? Insight. So the idea um, in uh, insight meditation or Vipassana meditation, it means a way of seeing, right? A way of and seeing. It, mm -hmm. And the way that I was um, trained was to observe sensation. Yes. Physical sensation. Yeah. In order to understand how my mind is working. So... If I rest my awareness on my shoulder right. and I feel all the sensation of the shoulder yeah. and I don't react to the itchiness, the pain, right. the struggle, or I don't wish that it felt a different way, right? I learn a lot about my own attachments, my attachments, that's an my ignorance, right? So in Buddhism, we talk about, you know, suffering comes from wanting things to be different wanting yeah. things to be the way they were, uh, mm -hmm. anticipating um, yeah. something we don't want, right? Those are all related to that idea of attachment and aversion. And, and so Vipassana just gives us a tangible way of observing nature mm -hmm. by observing our physical sensations mm -hmm. and, um, and then learning how to, when we, when we don't react yeah. to those um, impulses when we don't react to the sensation, yeah. then we're in that place within ourselves beneath the mind, beneath our desires, yeah. uh, beneath what we would call the ego or the personality. Right. And in that place of non-reactivity is where um, we find that, um, that underlying peace that is at the base of, of our existence. Mm. Now, there were topics that you suggest, um, but they were in no way, um, how can I put it, expressed in the same manner. And But there was a common theme, and you mentioned, you just finished speaking with the idea of peace and inner peace and cultivating awareness um, of peace, you know, and, and that's a common theme that emerges in your uh, practice in your in what you do can you I'm, I'm going to ask you to do something that maybe you won't like but let's let's talk about a miss or mr x who is a would you call them a client of yours a mm -hmm. person who comes to you for guidance mm -hmm. okay um can you give us a story you can make it up if you like based on your experience and Take us from when and why the person comes to you and how you go along with them, how you um, decide how long and what to do with them. Would you mind sharing with us? Yeah, so there are several ways that I work with people as okay. a spiritual counselor. Right. Uh -huh. I work as a depth hypnosis practitioner, as oh, a shamanic can counselor. You, uh, could, could or define that yeah so mm -hmm. okay so um 
like I said, in depth hypnosis, it's a combination of Western psychological method, um, mm -hmm. Buddhism and shamanism. Right. Okay. And so, um, so what we're doing is, so say somebody comes to me and, um, they have been having a sense of, um, of dread when they wake up first thing in the morning okay. and they're functioning, but they don't really understand like, where is this feeling of now, dread isn't coming this, from? It's interesting that you say dread and not fear. Are they well, I'm kind of speaking to the physical sensation, you know, like uh -huh. you wake up and you just have this sense of kind of impending doom. So it is a kind of fear, yeah, fear. right? Yeah, okay. Okay. But it's it's like you can almost Heavier. feel it when you maybe this person is feeling it when they wake up like a sinking feeling in their stomach, you know, yes, and yes, yes. they want to greet the day with, right. um, right. you know, with uh, joy. But instead, they wake up and every morning they're met with this just kind of uh, low level anxiety, right. dread, exactly. fear, right? So they come to you mm -hmm. and, and they so, tell you this. Right. They tell me this. Okay. And so before we get into the work, what we have done is we have done a shamanic journey in order to connect them to an image of power. Okay, now right? hang on, because you're jumping ahead and I'm still at the front door, the phone call, they give, they, yeah. they knock okay. on your door. So, now, when you so somebody comes to me, yeah, mm -hmm. right. So somebody comes to me. So a shamanic journey, what I'm doing is I'm drumming. Yeah. I'm asking them to, to travel in their internal world. Okay. And to ask to meet a part of themselves that has a, their best interest at heart. Okay. And often for the first time we're meeting because it is in shamanic language, we're meeting, say they say, well, I have this image in my mind of an owl. Okay. Okay. And then we have them interact in their inner world. Like, right. can you ask the owl if the owl will protect and guide you? Okay. Right? This is why okay. you're drumming. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. So it's a process. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that would be the first session that they've you, connected you. to this part of themselves. Good. So then they come in the next session and they say, I have this sense of dread within me mm -hmm. when I wake up in the morning and I'm functioning, but it's always kind of in the back of my mind and I can't figure out what I'm afraid of, what this anxiety right. is. So the first thing we do in the session is connect to the owl. Let's okay. ask the owl to be here to guide and protect you. Okay. Right? So, okay, great. So now we um, do a meditation where they're very relaxed. Yeah. We might use the drum, but most of the time it's just a deep meditation where we're just aware of our breathing, where mm -hmm. we come into that, that altered state that we come to in deep okay. meditation. Mm -hmm. Now we so find that, we find that, um, feeling of, of dread. Okay. And where is, does it seem to be located in this, in the body? Oh, well, I feel a kind of heaviness, a sickness, sick, kind of sick feeling in my stomach okay. when I think of that dread. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what we do is we, we follow that feeling of dread. Yeah. Either, um, we follow that feeling of dread so this is one option, right? right? There are several ways we can go, but we mm -hmm. follow that feeling of dread to take us to maybe the first or most significant time that they were feeling that okay. feeling of dread. Yeah. And we ask the owl to help them yeah. to come to that place. 
right? Mm-hmm. And often people will say, you know, I had a client once who said, you know, suddenly I, I have this memory. It can feel like a memory, but we, we ground them in the memory so that he'll say, you know, I, I remember looking through the fence when my mother dropped me off at preschool the very first time. Uh huh. And okay. So, you know, what shoes are you wearing? What are you, what, you know, where are you? Is there anybody around you? Okay. Mm-hmm. And kind of ground them in the experience of that, knowing that it's safe because the owl is there helping. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not re-traumatizing. And right. then we, and then we encounter, what are you feeling? I'm this feeling abandoned. Part of what right? you're saying is similar to a past life regression. Looking, at We can clothing. go to the past life. <laughs> Sometimes we can go to a past life. Sometimes we go to a place in this life. If we go to a past life, say somebody says, well, I've never been here, but I look like I'm in a kind of prison with right. grass on the ground. And Okay, well, then we, we deal with the past life, but then we always bring the same feeling. So we're traveling through the feeling. Right. The feeling of dread is what we're following. Okay. And then we move from the past life into the first time in this life right. that you feel the same mm-hmm. thing, right? And and we're asking to heal that, to understand it, to heal yeah. it without re-traumatizing ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And we're doing that in connection with our own internal guidance. Now, right? this is still a one-on-one session. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long do these sessions usually last? Uh, most sessions are 75 minutes to 90. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That sounds similar to a past life regression session, the whole mm-hmm. process. Um, mm-hmm. and then, then what happens? I mean, this is the second session, correct? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. when well, and how do yeah. you decide how to proceed? And then, um, and then, and then we, um, we ask for understanding we ask for healing and you know generally people recognize like oh wow like i i really do feel like that is similar to the the feeling of dread or whatever it is we ask for whatever kind of healing it is and now i'm really talking in a skeletal structure of how this can how this is happening right i mean Mm -hmm. there's a lot that we're kind of doing uh, in the process but um, generally, by the end of the session, the person has come to some insights right. about that feeling, have, and they will has come to some things. Openly speak about them. They'll verbalize. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're speaking. And then, um, and then I'm working, you know, also as kind of, um, I'm working with my own guides, right? I'm a shamanic practitioner, so I'm working as well, uh, with energy and with, um, um, with my own guidance, um, to bring healing into the situation. So then, then then decide on how to proceed or that they, um, we're always connected with the client's guidance. Okay. So now this is a difference. This is the difference between traditional shamanism and applied shamanism. In traditional shamanism, the shaman is the one who's doing the work. The shaman is going on the journey and and bringing power back to the client. Mm -hmm. And while I've been trained in that, 
Um, that's really the kind of work that's good for people who really can't engage for some reason. You know, I've, I've worked with people who, you know, even closing their eyes, there was so much trauma, even closing their eyes and yeah. going on the journey was felt traumatic. Right. Interesting. And so in that case, we, we start off in traditional shamanism to be able to open the field and the, mm -hmm. the um, comfort. But um, what I find with depth hypnosis and why I'm so drawn to working in this way is that, the client is the one who's finding their healing. I'm uh -huh. only the guide. I see. And shamanism is about power. It's about personal yes. power. It's about healing ourselves, coming into our own power. And this is a great misunderstanding these days with yes. shamanism. A lot of people believe the shaman is the powerful one. Yes. The shaman is doing the work. And now well, while I am now, holding space, I am was, doing work. We're talking but, about ideas from I, I like to say the 60s where mm -hmm. the the shaman took on this power and is that am i right there or is that has that progressed far before well honestly i i think that because shamanism is about power yeah it's also very easy for certain people who are out of alignment with their own power You're right to exactly. take advantage right, right? exactly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um if you are working with someone and this is for your audience if you're right. working with someone who is not helping you empower right. yourself yes with your own you and and letting you know that you have as much power Mm -hmm. to heal yourself as anything as any shaman does right right um and not helping you cultivate that power within yourself right. then you might think about working with someone else and I mean, it's hard because true. i mean i certainly want to meet somebody who can fix all my problems you oh, know sure. i mean it it is very it's very intoxicating to be with someone who seems to have all the answers that's the right word um, intoxicating <laughs> yeah but, you know, we, we um, you know, ultimately, if we really want to step into, you know, that that joy, that that open heartedness that we all are kind of yearning to to live from, that is because we're in an in an empowered place. Yeah. So someone who's helping you empower yourself is really uh, what you want to look for. As you were talking, I was thinking of uh, the modern medicine man, physicians today, how how much power I'm, I'm speaking from an academic position okay because mm -hmm. i work in a field in in the academic world where uh, this is soft science and the hard scientists academically get all the money so you can see the power of a modern medicine man the doctor who can with a pill give you the power to do what they think you need to do now of course i'm exaggerating but but um modern medicine does have a lot of um attachments i'll call them attachments now negative yeah. uh, uh, connotations attached. yeah and kind kind of what i have to say about that is i i feel like the best 
doctors, you know, I have a wonderful yeah. doctor and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll come to her with the most out there right. stuff that I, you know, cause yeah. I like to do it all. Right. right. I like the Western medicine. Sure. I like the Eastern medicine. Sure. I like it all. Like if I'm, if I'm broken, like I want to try everything. Right. Right. And, um, I'll come to her and I'll say, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And she's open to hearing about it. Good. She'll research it herself. You know, she doesn't immediately discount it. Um, mm -hmm. and we have a conversation, right. but I really do bow to her, um, knowledge about the way my body works because she's been studying it. Right. Can you and give us so an example I think there? that that's kind of that. I think that, you know, I think about my, my mother-in-law who's a generation older than me uh -huh. and she was really somebody who just accepted everything the doctor yes. said and her doctor you was, mm -hmm. you know, she had doctors who were out of alignment with their power. Right. They right. didn't listen to what she wanted. They right. just tried to get her to right. And so oh. I think we need to take responsibility for our own stuff yeah. in is, conjunction and find somebody it. who is this is the us. big yeah. issue yeah. i find when working mm -hmm. with people in general that um not everybody is ready to take responsibility for their own issues or even understand them and do want to you know give the responsibility uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, we really hard. have to be discerning. And I mean, I'm not a medical doctor. I wasn't yeah, trained sure. in it. So sure. there is a lot I have to really try to, um, you know, try to put place my faith in what um, my doctor does have to say. And sure. yet I also have some power to really say, okay, I don't know about that. Let me go read a whole bunch of stuff and right. come back to her and say, right. hey, but all these yes. people are saying that and see what she has to say. Right? Yeah. How interesting. Um, Clementine, when did you publish your book? The date? Uh, it was uh, February 22nd of mm -hmm. 2023. Uh -huh, this oh, this year. year? It's brand new. Mm -hmm. It's a brand new brand baby. New. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> well, and how is it going? How is the, um, say, how are the sales going? I ask a terrible question, but are you pleased yeah. with what has come out? Yeah, you know, I wrote this book as a way, you know, I have this rock and roll life, right, and sure. I have my my contemplative life. And, mm -hmm. you know, this writing is, uh, I wanted to use my music life as a metaphor Sure. For how we walk around in the world with all the, we sit on the meditation mat, we go to the shaman, we do all of this stuff. And, and then how do we live in the world with that stuff? Right. You know, right. how does it start translating into sure. our daily life, even sure. into a life where I'm, you know, getting on stage and playing hard rock? Mm -hmm. And my <laughs> you know, question um, to you now goes, yeah. had you ever written something of that kind or because you know, being in the musical mm -hmm. world, do you compose or do you write uh, music or or mm -hmm. verses, songs? Uh, you're used to yeah. that. How was it writing the book? Well, the book started actually as um, I started a blog called Bliss yes. and Drumming, I think in 2016, uh -huh. um, and it was stories exactly of that. You know, I would come yeah. back from a weekend and I would notice all of my attachments, all yeah. of my aversions that had come up, yeah. all of the, yeah. the internal stuff that had happened. Yeah. Okay. So um, the, the blog was about um, 
just exactly what the book ended up being about, uh-huh. which was, um, you know, and, and some of the pieces from the blog ended up in the book. At first, I thought the book was just going to be a, a collection of blog pieces. But, yeah. Um, I, once I started getting it together, I was like, oh, I got to write a lot more. Well, isn't it amazing, book, you know, when you start the project and then all of a sudden, you know, your pen, your hands <laughs> your, on the keyboard, they just get into something. I've got to say that, you know, and then you start thinking, where am I going to put that? How do I rearrange the book? It's interesting, right? Yeah. Do you yeah, have really plans is. to do a follow up or something new in terms of, you know, books? Yeah, I, I, I'm always writing and yeah. um, I have ideas for things mm-hmm. um, and um, I'm just kind of letting, you know, it's funny, the book came out and, and I got, I just got really busy with, um, you know, I, I want to give it everything I have. It's sure. self-published. So I'm trying to do, you know, podcasts yeah. and talk sure. about the book and, sure. um, you know, and then with my music career, there's a lot going on, but um, I feel like, uh, you know, I hope another book is coming. I do have a children's book that's kind of sitting with a, a publisher right now, hoping uh-huh. we're crossing our fingers that they pick it up. And, and um, why, and why a children's book why did how, why did that come out any reason specific yeah it was um it, it's a book um to help children deal with the death of a pet right interesting um, yeah. yeah 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 so um it kind of is a long kind of series of circumstances i wrote it with my my dear mentor in new york uh, she's uh-huh. a spiritual teacher and uh-huh. um I wrote the book with her and um, her cat kind of shows up in the book. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mm -hmm. so interesting. It was such a, so lovely to talk to you, Clementine. I just want to name, uh, repeat the name of your book, which is called From Bonham to Buddha and Back, The Slow Enlightenment Enlightenment of the Hard Rock Drummer. (laughs) Drummer. Uh, and I'm sure, and you could find her at her um, at her website, which is clemthegreat.com. But I will put that in the uh, episode notes. Thank you so much for coming. And when you get another book or something that you would like the world to know about, contact me again, and we'll have oh, a nice. Oh, thank you so much, Claudia. Thank you. What a what a, a what a joyful conversation. Thank it you for all the great really questions. It was really pleasant. Bye bye, Clem. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow Let's Talk Soul podcast on Instagram. Let's Talk Soul podcast is a production of Electrocast Media. Our executive producers are Mark Netter and Peter Rafelson. If you like our show and like what you hear, please subscribe and give us a rating wherever you enjoy podcasts. And remember, stay curious, stay inspired, and never stop exploring the depths of your soul. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.